Hey, Lulu here. Whether we are romping through science, music, politics, technology, or feelings, we seek to leave you seeing the world anew. Radiolab adventures right on the edge of what we think we know, wherever you get podcasts. You're listening to The Takeaway from WNYC and PRI Public Radio International in collaboration with the BBC World Service, The New York Times, and WGBH Boston Public Radio. You might think that the GOP of 2012 is fresh out of the box. Paul Ryan, Chris Christie, Marco Rubio, Scott Walker, Nikki Haley, Rand Paul. None of these were national names an election cycle ago. It's actually difficult to find what even four years ago was the Republican old guard or to remember that the last person in the White House was a two-term Republican successful president, George W. Bush. Very little of the Bush era is in evidence in Tampa. No Rumsfeld, no Cheney, no Paul Wolfowitz or Richard Pearl wandering around. Bush himself decided to stay away. It's not as though anyone is criticizing those days down in Tampa. It is as though they don't exist. Then there's Condoleezza Rice. My fellow Americans, we do not have a choice. We cannot be reluctant to lead, and you cannot lead from behind. The former Secretary of State to George W. Bush says she's left politics behind. She's currently teaching at Stanford, but she remains perhaps the most popular figure from the Bush White House. In her speech last night, she fielded a wide range of topics from defense to the economy to education. We need to give parents greater choice, particularly, particularly poor parents whose kids, very often minorities, are trapped in failing neighborhood schools. This is the civil rights issue of our day. And Condoleezza Rice reminded everyone of a story she shares as an American that is no part of Barack Obama's personal story. And on a personal note, a little girl grows up in Jim Crow, Birmingham, the segregated city of the South where her parents can't take her to a movie theater or to a restaurant, but they have her absolutely convinced that even if she can't have a hamburger at the Woolworths lunch counter, she could be president of the United States if she wanted to be, and she becomes the Secretary of State. What is the next chapter in the Condoleezza Rice story? Joining us now is John Reed, partner and managing director of international business at Corvus Communications in Washington. He's in Tampa right now. John Reed, welcome to the program. Thanks, John. Do you have a, a stake in the sort of political future of uh, Condoleezza Rice in any sense? No, no. I'm an observer at this point. I mean, I, I was in the arena last night, and I was one of the people who um, was really moved by the speech. I thought it was a fantastic speech, and I think it confirms that she is has the potential to be one of the continuing stars of um, the Republican Party. I I thought it was great. Just in terms of our listeners, though, do you lobby for the Republicans? Do you have an explicit sort of uh, uh, personal connection? No, my background, you know, I I was a journalist for 12 years, and then my sole political credential was I was communications director in the U.S. Senate for a Republican senator who was on the Foreign Relations Committee, so I did interact with their staff um, when um, uh, Secretary Rice was Secretary of State, but... That's that's the extent of it these days. What sets Condoleezza Rice apart from Paul Wolfowitz or Don Rumsfeld or Dick Cheney as as a character who maybe uh, doesn't need the kind of resurrection that, say, a Colin Powell might if they were going to move back into politics? Well, she's a unique 
uh, figure in the Republican Party. And let's be, while we're being candid, I'll, I'll tell you, I mean, demographic politics are important. And this is a, a unique person who has an amazing personal story. Uh, as an African-American woman, she has an appeal to an audience that may not necessarily look at the Republican Party as a group that they're going to associate with. But I think folks who watched the speech last night and who have watched her over the years, even if they disagreed with the Bush administration and some of the decisions that were made and some of the problems that we um, encountered uh, in the last 24 months of of his time in office, look at her and say, you know, this is someone that I trust, I like, she seems extremely intelligent, she's got an amazing CV, and she gives confidence that perhaps this is a party that uh, minority voters and uh, women voters should give a second look at. I remember she testified at the 9-11 Commission and really had to answer some very, very hard questions for the administration as a whole. Uh, That commission uh, did in a number of officials from the Bush administration, but not so Condoleezza Rice. Is is she seen as someone who took a bullet for the uh, Bush administration or someone who had credible answers to very tough questions? I think loyalty is given a high premium in both parties. When you're in these um, roles, I think that people have an expectation that you're going to back up your decisions and offer an explanation as to the reasons that you made the decisions you did. And I think she has always comported herself very well. Even I, I mean, I remember what you're talking about. She comported herself brilliantly. She gave, I think, candid, honest answers. I mean, a lot of people are very unhappy with the end result of many of the actions that were taken. But you never got the feeling that she was trying to uh, scurry away from the decisions that she made or make up excuses for uh, the failures that that did occur, and she was very clear that she was going to put forward the positive aspects that are often swept under the rug that that did come about from the positions that were taken during the Bush administration. I, I think she really handles herself with a, a very calm, dignified, and assertive demeanor that's unique. She's also obscenely talented. I mean, you know, plays concertos with the uh, uh, concerti, she would say, with orchestras, mm-hmm. has uh, played the piano for the Queen of England, uh, and is this, like, monster sports fan. Have you experienced any of those? I have not, uh, personally. I, I, I wish that I had a life that would um, allow me to interact with her on a, a much more personal level. That maybe, maybe in the future that will happen. But, I mean, I think that's part of the narrative that makes her so unique. So many people are just policy wonks, and the last thing you'd want to do is uh, have a beer with them, have a glass of champagne with them, or spend any personal time with them. And I think Condoleezza Rice, even some Democrats might say, you know what, I disagree with some of the decisions that were made in the Bush administration, but she's someone I would really enjoy sitting down and talking to, and uh, maybe I'd gain something from it. Well, you'd want to talk with her about how the Redskins or the San Francisco 49ers are going to do, that's for sure. (laughs) As well as maybe get some, uh, you know, uh, uh, lessons on uh, your piano playing. John Reed, thanks so much. Thank you. John Reed on Condoleezza Rice. He's a partner and managing director of international business at Corvus Communications. He spoke with us from Tampa at the Republican National Convention.